what's up everybody it's your boy al newton and you're tuned in to another episode of a new perspective so glad uh, that you uh, started your week or found time in your week to listen to the old perspective and i think we have a pretty good one uh in store today i hope you had a wonderful thanksgiving let me tell you my thanksgiving um to be perfectly honest i was a tad bit moody uh per- personal business that uh, probably shouldn't have been put out there I struggle more and more and more each passing day. Um, I struggle each more and more each passing day uh, with with a certain issue, and so holidays are starting to become more even more difficult and even more difficult. Um, I'm, I'm happy for uh, people who have children, and I'm happy for baby announcements, and I'm happy for all of those things that genuinely am, and I pray happiness and success. And all of those things that, uh, not that I have to say, but I genuinely believe. But holidays get harder and harder. Um, I'm actually this year dreading Christmas because I know there'll be 15 million, um, 15 million birth announcements. And yeah, so, uh, and then I took a tumble. I took a tumble, uh, fell really, really hard, got really, 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 really sick. Um, I was so sick Thanksgiving, not sure what caused me to be sick, uh, but... I was so sick Thanksgiving that I called out from work and to know me is to know that I think I've done that all of four times since I was 17. And so I hope you and yours had a great one. Um, still a little frustrated. Uh, not in my damn house yet. Y'all pray that that thing clicks rather sooner, sooner rather than later. Because uh, my first mortgage payment is coming up and I don't live in my house yet. And uh, I'm really struggling with that too. But none of that has anything to do with the perspective because outside of those two things i am in a great mood Um, we are in according to the liturgical calendar the season of advent which is my favorite time of the year i cannot stand christmas music uh don't know why none of it does anything for me but i love advent music which you got to be churchy to understand the difference (laughs) and so the season of advent does even in moments when I just say hey I had horrible Thanksgiving for some reasons um, does fill my soul with a lot of hope a lot of peace a lot of joy and a lot of love and so uh, I'll get here Christmas and be okay so let's dive into it I must do something that the people closest to me in my life say that I don't do a lot or that I don't do enough of Uh, I was wrong Uh, blatantly bold-facedly outright wrong um, because I did not think I can say that I was genuinely shocked that Ahmad Aubrey's uh, murderers were found guilty of murder. Um, I did not think that the justice system would follow through. I looked at some of the circumstances, uh, some of the circumstances that came along with the original case. And I yes, I presumed uh, that they would get off. I am happy, however, um, justice prevailed. I, I never met an Amada Aubrey. Probably would have never met an Amada Aubrey. I don't know if I had a lot in common with Amada Aubrey, but I can only imagine the sense of relief that his family felt that they didn't have to fight that fight for hundreds and hundreds and thousands of years and I say that because you know we we pass on those stories and those legacies and uh, his name will never be forgotten in his family and so 
I, I am shocked. I'm, I'm also kind of pleased at the fact that I didn't see a bunch of, and maybe because I didn't look, I have stopped going over to crazy people Twitter. Uh, stop the craziest Twitter I get into. The most radical Twitter I go to nowadays is Gator Twitter and Florida State Twitter because Florida State fans are pretty irrational too. Um, but I didn't see anybody really protesting the conviction I didn't really see any large outcries of, oh, these men were innocent. And so it gave me some some hope. Maybe it's appropriate that this is the, the, the first Sunday of Advent is the Sunday of hope. And so it gives me some hope that eventually things will begin to turn in a tide uh, towards doing the right thing. Ultimately, I wish the brother was still here. Uh, I wish all since people that were killed and all senseless crimes were still here but moreover and and how tragic that is and how tragic that situation was to mourn that death and i had to be careful with that i took a lot of slack privately uh in one of my group chats because i made the comment after after the killing of young Dolph, uh, the rapper uh that that my level of sympathy is just different when <laughs> when you you engage and perpetrate one style one type of lifestyle and then we want persons to to be sympathetic towards our demise when it happens i'll tell you this if i'm tragically killed or when i if i'm tragically killed uh i i would pray that there i wouldn't pray i would think that there is some mourning that would happen um, if i die of old age i would hope those closest to me would mourn um, but if I was drunk driving and as a drunk driver collided with a vehicle and died, I would, you know, would think that those closest to me would mourn. But I would also think that they would say, damn it, Anthony shouldn't have been drinking and driving. Um, that's just my perception, not only on tragedies or death. Um, or things of that nature but in life in general it, it kind of comes from I, I tell people all the time that Tupac said only God can judge me that is not in the Bible the Bible says judge not lest ye be judged so I, I try to apply that to all things because don't ever say uh, <laughs> I won't judge you I will judge you the, the manner in which I react or what I say uh, that may sway but I, I try to take people's situations and apply them how applicable they could be to my own life and and judge are based on decisions, stupid decisions that I have made in my past. Um, I can honestly say, because I shared um, with some friends too, we were going back and forth after uh, Henry Ruggs and that tragic accident. And they were saying, well, we've all gotten behind the wheel and driven drunk. It's like, well, I'm not rich. I don't have the resources. If I had the resources, I wouldn't drive drunk. Um, I don't know the last time I drove uh, inebriated. It's been a long, long time. But I also, uh, since the invention of Uber, uh, if I'm somewhere and I can Uber, I Uber. So with life, you learn. And uh, I'm not sure where I was going with that tangent just then. But uh, I, I am yet thankful that it, it seems as if this time the justice system uh, got it right maybe maybe that's how um, 
Maybe that's how I want to say that. Another well, a place that we aren't getting right, speaking of justice, is this Lauren, what is what is her name? Lauren Borit, Bobit, Bobit, Bobby 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 and her comments, I thought I was wrong. Okay, I thought when Donald John Trump wasn't the president anymore, some of the nastiness and rhetoric would have gone away. I do not think that Joe Biden is doing a good job as the president of the United States. Not a piece of me um, looks at it and I'm like, "Ooh, this was a good job," or "Ooh, this was the correct move." Now, given I've never been involved in any policy making, let alone policy making to that level. But there are things that I just don't feel overwhelmingly great about his presidency. However, uh, I'm not embarrassed or think that my president acts like a child. I, I don't hear my president say things that I instantly take as hurtful or aimed in a demeaning manner towards my race or uh, my, my choices in life. So for that standpoint alone, I'm, I'm still rocking with Joe. I thought when Donald Trump wasn't the president anymore, the nastiness that had been allowed by politicians would stop and we would go back to doing politics as normal. Uh, most people who work in just the state of Florida legislator will tell you that if you go and look at the bills, the way they break and vote, most things they vote unanimously. They pass uh, as bipartisan and they try to not be nasty on the floor with one another unless it's a really big deal but this lauren bobbyette lady and marjorie green taylor and matt gantz and this whole segment that we allowed in the door to be policy makers uh mike mike gates i think that's his name um people that we allow to be policy makers continue to embarrass and uh, not only demean what it means to be a civil servant, in my opinion, but demeans what it means to have human decency. How do we now, in a place that uh, celebrates having the Statue of Liberty, in a place, in a culture that should be more diverse, in a place where our education level is supposed to be much higher, look at um, a, a, another U.S. representative and make comments about her are being scared of her because of her religion or because of what she's wearing. And how is that still allowed? I, I'm really split on this because on one hand, I like to know my racist people. I like to be able to see the racist jackasses. But in another token, <laughs> on a podcast where I say whatever I want to say, uh, I'm kind of miss when people used to talk about politics and religion behind closed doors at least those people who served in that type of capacity. And this woman isn't, she, she gets a pass and this is my opinion. Um, and I'm not saying I agree or disagree, but old girl gets a pass because to a segment of this country, she's attractive, not because she's smart, uh, not because she's a great legislator, not because what she's saying works, but there is a segment that finds her attractive. Now, being attractive works. Never had it work for me. I've never really been attractive. I'm good looking. I'm good looking. I already told y'all, especially after brother get a haircut and some dye. Ain't too many people that's, that, that look better than me on any day of the week. Attractive, oh, ripped up, cut up. No, that's just not my life. But to a segment of people, they find her attractive. There's a segment of people that find 
what what Marjorie Taylor doing does as attractive and they forgive it. Being attractive gets you out of trouble. I don't care what you say. Just as much I was uh I was out not too long ago with one of my friends. Uh and we've been we are genuinely friends, have always been friends, but she is a gorgeous woman. She she really is a gorgeous woman. And we were out and uh, somebody paid for our or somebody offered to pay for our dinner. Uh, somebody, somebody offered to pay for our drinks. Um, somebody came over and just told her just how wonderfully beautiful she is. She always posts on her social media about free stuff. She gets pretty privileged. If enough people in the world find you attractive, you just are allowed to do and say whatever you want to say. And I, I just find it reprehensible that this is allowed are continuously allowed uh, in segments of this country where we quote unquote pride ourselves on diversity are being America are being the world's melting pot because right now we are melting or boiling together as well as oil and vinegar and oil and vinegar always separates so I wish that uh, <laughs> I, and, I, and I don't think she'll get beat she's getting a stronger and stronger and a stronger stronghold over a base that I'm going to tell you this. If we get to 2024 and it is Trump versus Biden again, if you tell me that those are the best two candidates to represent America in 2024 or someone just like them is the best candidate to represent America in 2024, I will drive off of a bridge. It won't be a big bridge. It won't be one enough one to kill me. It won't be enough one to really damage the old, the old Kia but I'm driving off a bridge because you can't tell me that this is the brand of politics that we've gotten to pandering so bad or we've gotten to insulting so bad that that's who we are as a country I don't want to believe it uh, I, <laughs> I want to believe that we have our issues but that isn't us and I, I'm starting to think I kind of don't have a choice but to think that that isn't us speaking of things that mix together as well as oil and water. There was a little game played in Gainesville, Florida this weekend, uh, this past weekend by the Seminoles of Florida State, uh, Seminoles of Florida State University, and the Florida Gators, uh, the University of Florida Gators. Listen, um, first, shout out to Coach Knox. Y'all know me, sue me. Sue me, I'm rooting for everybody that's black. So he's going to get a pass for the fact that, hey, as a black interim coach with no O-line coach and no D.C. and no head coach, you got those boys motivated enough to play. Uh, I, good picture seeing you in the orange bath. I, I'm still not rooting for you. I married the best thing about anything Florida Gator. That being said, I think Mike Norvell is who he is. I know one minute he's white Mike to me, one minute he's Natty Norvell to me. I tell you this much. Uh, he has a worse record right now than Willie Taggart. I don't give a rat's beep about the whole, oh, these games look better. You don't know sport if you can't look and see if the product is different. I do know sports. And I can tell you that when Willie was losing close games, people told me that the difference in having Mike Norvell and Willie Taggart was going to be uh, winning close games because Mike was going to be able to coach in close games. We need to realize that most of these games actually weren't close and that uh, FSU was able to make runs during garbage time or when the other team had had, had pulled the throttle down. I um, 
I yeah, I, I wish him the best of success. I hope I'm next week next year. Realistic has got to double check the schedule. Eight wins, seven wins. But if, if Buddy is six and six or five and seven again and keeps this job, yeah, I'm going I'm gonna stand on the desk. Um because you can tell me a product looks different. You can tell me, oh, it's not about race. You can tell me that it's it's not about color. And, oh, look at Mel Cucker's uh, schedule. But I could tell you to go look at Jimbo Fisher versus uh, 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 Kevin Sumlin's record. And I know Jimbo Fisher has a national championship at Florida State. But at Texas A&M, they've produced the exact same product. Literally. It's identic. Jimbo's going to pull in one hell of a class this year. Jimbo does recruit. But product production on the field, it's been identic. And he was given more money, more resources, and uh, more more things at his disposable than Kevin Sumlin. I'm not saying, well, I am saying that inadvertently, I don't think people realize that institutions give, um, and I'm not beating up on white people when I say this, but institutions give Caucasian, especially Caucasian males, more leeway to uh, be successful. And when they're not successful, they make up reasons on why they're not successful. I could give you a number of cases, <laughs> a number of cases where that happens. Uh, and and there, there's a great redemption arc uh, for, for a certain segment of people in this country. Nevertheless, we got to start calling a spade a spade. Jimbo Fisher, all the going to be on a, even if he brings in the top, Mike Norville is going to bring in the top 10 class. I'm not stupid. I realize this because, FSU literally has more scholarships to offer than everybody else. So he ought to bring in a top 10 class. Can he win? Can he keep up? Can he make the tough decision? Don't give me Adam Fuller. Uh, don't give me the Adam Fuller made adjustments at the end of the season. We started 0-4 and, and lost to Jacksonville State. If you win Jacksonville State, if you do anything but play press man coverage and a prevent this situation – you're going bowling and not having to worry about the Florida Gator game. Damn the other games. If Mike Norvell wasn't impulsive and going with McKenzie Milton off of one drive, I, I am on the record with multiple people saying, eh, I don't like the whole McKenzie Milton thing because Jordan Travis is driving. If you're not trying to force him down his throat the first two games and then talk about it's because Jordan was injured, Jordan was injured. Jordan Travis has got to be, I, I would have I'd pulled a chubba. Because you can't convince me at points in this season that Milton wasn't better than Chubba. So we'll see. We'll see. I hope Travis Hunter really turns it around for him. Only because I'm tired of, of uh, one, I'm tired of the mediocrity. Hell, it's not even mediocrity. It's, it's below average. But I'm also tired of Gator fans having success over my team and having to look at it. And the college coaching carol sale right now is crazy. I'm not mad at Lincoln Riley. Go get that money. Mike Tomlin might have should have went for it. Go get that money. Don't worry about the SEC. I'm not going to take credit for this line. But someone made the comment uh, to me today in conversation that, that all this SEC hype really is overblown. Most of, these, most of these colleges are in really, really bad towns not named Knoxville. What is the hype? Go get that you go get that la la money. Go get that one ten. Maybe Mike Tomlin should have went. Go get that hundred ten million. Go get them buying your your house out with a five hundred thousand dollars more than what it's worth. Go get that six million dollars home. Go get your wife and family get to have the the team jet twenty four seven on command. Go get the money. 
everybody's for getting money, getting money, getting money, getting money until it 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 does something against their fake what they believe in. Get paid. Go get paid. As long as it does not compromise your integrity or your morals, go get that money. And don't let anybody make it question your loyalty. No, I am loyal to doing what's best to me and then my family. And then once my family is taken care of, my friends. That that's what that's what it's about. And then and then mankind. Go go get that money, man. Go get that money. Speaking of getting money, so I'm in a very perplexing position. I'm getting ready to open the door, the physical doors of our church back up. Uh, kind of closed it. Was one of the first people to close because of COVID. But I go everywhere else, do everything else. I'm going to get my booster shot this week. Uh, still encouraging those of you who aren't vaccinated to go get uh, go get vaccinated. But this new variant, <laughs> one. How do we get here? Because countries of wealth who got wealthy from robbing and raping Africa of her precious resources got all these extra vaccines and literally destroyed them instead of sending them to countries uh, across the water. Now this thing has mutated. You have countries going back on lockdown. Israel's on lockdown. Japan's on lockdown. Uh, uh, places in Europe are back on lockdown because this variant is apparently more deadlier than the Delta variant. Variants happen when not enough people get uh, vaccinated and the damn thing mutates. And I'm really... <laughs> it, the, the, the COVID numbers really aren't declining. They're declining among vaccinated people. So we still got to treat this thing with a level of, I know life feels like it's normal, uh, but it it's still not. It, it's still, I kind of feel weird uh, being in places um, like my place of employment. We, if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. If you, if you are unvaccinated, you have to wear one. I still feel awkward walking around without one. Because it is nobody's business uh, on what your vaccination status is. But go get vaccinated. Pure and simple. That's just my perspective. That's just one man's perspective. Um, but this is a kind of short episode this week. But that's what I got. That's what's on my mind. And that's what's on my heart. Until next week, I love you. And there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. Peace.